Ready? Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 3-4. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And this time, <laughs> this time I'm recording with a little bit of a different energy, <laughs> a little more smooth. <laughs> now, now I pointed out that we're recording again. Yeah, you smoothed it out. Hey, I can see the waveform on the monitor. That's good, right? Oh. I, I think so. <laughs> Earthquakes? No, no. So once again, we are here to discuss the great video game music that exists in the world from some fantastic composers. We, as a team, choose a topic and we look through um, track after track after soundtrack after soundtrack and pick the cream of the crop, the best of the best. Well, Subjectively, our best of the best. <laughs> I was say, I'm pretty sure a lot of stuff I choose isn't considered the best, but you know what? I think it's pretty darn sweet. It comes with fond memories. Sometimes I like a track that isn't so exemplary, but you know what? I got my butt kicked to it. Yeah, it you makes know it worth it. Sometimes it's a little nostalgia, but all the time it's just fantastic music. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so this is a quick update. I've been talking about Hyper Light Drifter. I want to say that I've completed it. Um, it was fantastic. I love that game. The, um, the bosses were so, so good. I mean, I know, I hear, I've only heard people talk about complaining about people who've complained about the difficulty. I have yet to run into anybody who's actually complained about the difficulty. It's a hard game, but you know what? I didn't realize that because I suck at video games. So I just saw that as kind of like a learning curve, you know, and, and just learning how to play the game because there's not much of a story, right? And given the fact that if I'm recording, I can't recall the last video game you enjoyed enough to complete that could be completed because fighting games you play, yeah, but you don't complete those. Yeah, um, Fez. Ah, yeah. Fez, I completed. Um, oh, what was that one um, with the um, the brooms sweeping things? Fantasia? No, 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 no. That's, no. that's no, no, no. It was like a fast platformer, like like on, on the Xbox. Oh, Dust Force. Dust Force, yeah. I beat the crap out you of beat Dust Force. Dust Force. Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? Okay, I completed every stage, but I gold starred most of the stages. That's. That's still a lot. Yeah, I spent, <laughs> that game is I spent, hard. Oh, man, I sunk a lot of time into that. But no, Hyper Light Drifter, it's fantastic. I really encourage everyone to get into it. Just enjoy it for what it is, which is just awesome, awesome combat. Fantastic music. Really, really good music. That ending song, beat it. Play it all the way through just to listen to the ending theme. The ending theme is gorgeous. It is beautiful. It's just amazing music. It's so, so good. Um, but yeah, The Last Boss... Not so much compared to the others. There, there's some that I just ran into that I was like, whoa. <laughs> but because of that, because of that. You I, sure you weren't just yearning for that boss parade so badly? Yeah, I wanted that boss parade. I was expecting so much more at the end. I was expecting like the worst, but it was just one boss. It was hard. I, I died a few times, but like not like other, other bosses. Other bosses, my heart was like pounding in my chest. Like I threw the controller in the air when I beat it because I knew I did it right and I, I did it flawlessly. Other times, there's one, I'm not going to say much, but it was like bullet hell. Like just bullets all over the screen, which is unexpected. First time it happened in the game and it just blew me away. I, and it was just, it was, it was beautiful and it was punishing because leading up to that fight, you have nothing. You, you're given nothing and you're just getting whipped <laughs> all the way up to there like, and you have no health and you walk in there and you, you're expecting like, you're expecting to like, okay, this is a checkpoint. This is a thing that I can do. This is the thing that I've been searching for for this entire level and you get to it and you know, it's just a boss and he is here to murder you. <laughs> oh my God. I can just keep talking about this game. Yeah, you're right. It has been a long time since I played a game. So, I played just beat. Yeah, just beat. You were just playing Street Fighter when I got here. That's true. I played Third Strike like a fiend. Apparently, in his mind, there's a there's a, a certain level of gentlemanesque that takes yeah. place in the realm of Third Strike. Okay, Class so is getting tips. All right, all right. One one last story before we get into the music. Um, wow, you're usually the one telling the game stories. Um, yeah, so Third Strike Online, not a whole lot of people still playing out there. Yeah, it's an old, it's an older game, re-released on the 360. Everyone's on their PS4s or yeah, on their PS4s on the PC playing the new one, Street Fighter V. And um, yeah, so I'm playing this guy. I don't know, his name was like Al or L something, E L something. And 
eight rounds in, back and forth. I'm playing Ken. He's playing Chun-Li. Classic third strike matchup. Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We get the one last match, um, and we are, um, we're both up a round. And so it's the deciding round. Purnell shows up at the house. I don't want to turn off the console because I don't want this guy to think I'm rage quitting, right? Yeah. Because we haven't been talking or anything. So we're all, we're, we're talking, we're, we're, we're using. You're talking with your fists. Exactly. We're, we're talking Street Fighter, right? This is the language of Street Fighter. The footsies, the fireballs. Um, oh man, I had some awesome parries. I got to tell you about that later, but probably not interesting at all anyway the uh yeah and so he shows up and so i put the controller down i'm not gonna rage quit i'm not gonna make him think that i'm like salty um let Purnell in the house you know my dog's freaking out i calm the dog down i come back he hasn't even touched me he's just watching him just just waiting staring oh he's building meter but he's just waiting he's just being so patient so i pick up the controller and we and i give him a little taunt to let him know that i'm ready to play again and And he immediately unleashed that energy meter Oh, he did. He did, but I was ready for it that time. Like, oh, to Pip Charity, oh, we put down my tea glass. Like, yeah. come on, come on, well, okay, and granted, those tricks that he pulled, you know, with his supers on me, I, I saw them coming. So I was able to uh, to at least parry the first few hits of that. But come on, parrying Chun Li's super is a feat. <laughs> I, Even I just, if it's just the first hit or two. Yeah, I can parry any junk. I'm not parrying any Dark Souls fast, or any Souls. Super fast startup. All right. All right, this is a long intro. Sometimes I like to hope that people enjoy hearing us <laughs> talk about weird stuff that takes place in our lives. I mean, we're human, right? Well, if you're still with us this long, let's talk about our today's topic. Today's topic, Purnell. What is it? It is on based on composers. And fortunately, the composer of choice today is quite possibly in my top three or number one composers hmm. of all, period. And that composer's name is Motoi Sakuraba. He has an interesting history. Rob has actually learned more about him through research than I have just from saying his music's awesome. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, well, I, I, I played Tales of Vesperia for as, as long as I was, I, as, as long as I could, because I wasn't really into the game, but the music was incredible. And I was like, we should do a whole Tales of Focus. But no, that's the composer, Motoi, Motoi uh, Sakuraba. And I was like, let's, let's just do that. That's perfect. Yeah, and this is a solid topic. So I'm going to kick it off with um for the actually i'm gonna do all classic tracks so my first track is from the super famicom this is tales of fantasia and the track is called the stream of time
back. I wanted to uh, I wanted to start things off kind of kind of slower. That was the stream of time from the game Tales of Fantasia for the Super Famicom by Motoai Sakuraba. I think throughout the entire episode, we're totally going to pronounce his name differently because yeah. I never quite knew how to do it. I just always go with Motoi. And there's also the Motoi. Motoi, Motoi. I think it's Motoi. Exactly. It's like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. But um, here, I want to start it up again here. This, um, I feel like I wanted to introduce his Super Nintendo work with more of his emotional kind of cinematic and atmospheric music because there's a lot of like really great grand like rpg type music in this game but man this is like it's dynamic there's a, these this this super deep cello and these little harps that kind of come in and around and they kind of swell up into the end and then it all fades out i think this is the opening music i funny enough i've played i've played a little tales of fantasia but i i don't really remember the opening tune at all like but that also could have been me being all hyper rushy, rushy, just pushing start, which is something I really didn't stop doing so much. But I'm that guy. That's like, I just want to start the game, and then any story that happens once it's going, I'm content with learning it then. But no intros. Um, yeah, I just want to jump right into it. But this does sound like it could be the intro theme, or at least possibly like an event track. Yeah, some kind of opening event kind of going on. So um, a little history about um, Mr. Sakuraba. <laughs> So um, he started his musical career, um, at least professionally, in 1984 um, in a progressive rock band called Clashed Ice. And that one, he was in that band for about five years, probably longer than that. But it was in 1989 he started working as a composer for Wolf Team um, and did music for um, a lot of games for Sega, Nintendo, and Sony. And then it wasn't until um, like 90s, 92, 93, he started doing more music for Nintendo. And so um, I have this game credited in 1995 so six years into his game composing career he composed music for this game and the odd part is that honestly i've been a fan of this guy for a long long time and i didn't know about it. i mean yes yeah, out there to be researched but that's just how off i was i've never even looked into it i just learned all this stuff today from rob like it just kind of well it's like, <laughs> and it makes sense because i mean like all of his the majority of his stuff has definitely has a prog or synth sound to it yeah now this this one definitely doesn't doesn't showcase that sound very well but i wanted to say like he's he's versatile you know he can do a lot of grand dynamic things but my later tracks are like yeah he's prog rock all the way <laughs> <laughs> but honestly the guy really can't go wrong so yeah. i mean and this is proof of that this is awesome this is early. This is early career for him, and it's still really freaking oh, awesome. Really, really amazing. Yeah, I mean, early career like his first like five six years, but like first five six years of like Nintendo and Super Famicom music, like that, that's early days for this technology. I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, like I think in a number of ways, depending on the game you track, you've checked out. I feel like he got a lot more out of the technology than a number of other composers mm-hmm. may have. And it shows in his work in an awesome, spectacular way. Yeah, a huge. His work is enormous, by the way. Like these soundtracks are not like they're not small potatoes. They're enormous, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really big. Um, so yeah, let, let's keep going. I'm re- I, I don't know what you're gonna pick, Pernell. I'm really excited. So what, what you got coming up? Well, let me see. Roulette, this bad boy. Pull out your uh, your little bag of post-it notes that you always got. That's right. I gotta keep this thing fun. <laughs> Drop that, them all on the floor and that, pick that one should, up. That should be our picture on the blog. Is the uh, you with your post-it notes? I can do that. I mean, just pick up a post off the floor, whatever number is on her. That's the track we choose. Um, but this particular one I'm going to go with is from a game that most, if not everyone I know, hated. Really? Hated very much. But I surprisingly enjoyed it, even for all the flaws it had. Right. And one of the things that was great about it yeah. was this man's work. Mm. Um, the track I chose is just Battle 2. I don't know what the actual official name is. All right. And it's from Beyond the Beyond for the PlayStation 1.
And you're back and listening to Battle Theme Number Two from oh. Beyond the Beyond on the Sony PlayStation. Cornell, this is so good. It's awesome. This is really, really good. Like, I started the track and I was like, "Whoa, there's a flute!" And this is <laughs> this before flute, awesome. I this is before I knew who he was. Like, I was like, I don't know, like 14, maybe 15. And this was the first role-playing game to ever get released on the Sony PlayStation. Wow! And this—we talk about his prog rock roots. This is this is his prog rock roots all over the song right here. This is amazing. Like the drums are just all over the place, and just the melodies are like back and forth, back and forth. And it does—it goes into what you think would be a loop initially, and then yeah. it's like just shakes up. Yeah. You think you get into pianos, a loop. yeah, and then that organ's like, oh, so awesome! It's really good. Actually, I think I think that organ solo is coming up. Where's that? Here. There, there it is. is. Oh man! Like I mean, Motoi Sakuraba, like getting down. Yeah, he he's killing it. I yeah. mean, like I remember, like I bought, like I didn't even buy it. I was playing a, my uncle's friend's copy of it, and. Reviewers were already not very kind to it. This was at the point where I was knee-deep in my EGMs and all that jazz. <laughs> and uh, the reviewers weren't half wrong. There was a lot wrong, even though this was a Camelot game, and Camelot's awesome. Yeah, there were yeah. problems with this thing, um, heavily being the combat frequency mm. and the fact that I felt compelled to mash A for or X for every little thing, even if it didn't do anything. Oh, right. but, um, well, because this is a Japanese game, you don't check, if you choose X, you choose Circle. Yeah, you know, in Japan, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, but it was like the way the guy moved was like every time you attack, they kind of like let the dirt trail, and they dash across the ground, they stop <laughs> and swing. And I thought if I mash the button, they do it faster, and <laughs> do more damage. But it's all about timing. No, nothing. It's, that's the, that's the funny part. No timing. It's just my brain for some reason said <laughs> you mash the button to oh, do more I damage. See. So it's turn based. It's turn based. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And uh, there were just a lot of issues. One that we tend to joke about the most is a character that you get named Samson who gets cursed at the beginning of the game and for like 10 hours he's stuck with this curse which means every other turn you might get a message that says Samson was cursed and he can't do anything <laughs> so you just have this dead weight guy in your party oh <laughs> Samson you're like you're like Robert Millman yeah he, only thing no, is Richard, Rob, Millman. Richard I, Millman on the sleep on the job Samson just Lazy Samson. He doesn't. He, I think Samson wanted to work. That's the problem. <laughs> he, he wanted. He wanted to work. We gave him a job. He just couldn't do it. Something he wanted to do, but he couldn't. He just couldn't do it. So, but like, yeah. But even with all the flaws I did find in this game, I completed it in full, and not just because it was the first PlayStation role playing game, but because of this banging soundtrack. The first PlayStation. Your your first PlayStation role playing game. No, the, the first. first. Oh, okay. It was the first in existence. Um. Some I'm sure might pop out of nowhere. It's like, what about Kingsfield or something? I'm not thinking about. But no, to me, this <laughs> is the first true JRPG that ended up on that system. Okay, cool. Well, I, I definitely looking at the uh, looking at the YouTube clips. It's definitely got that anime style, like the old school anime style, mm-hmm. which we've discussed. I like that style. Oh, it's thick with it, man. <laughs> it's even got, it's got the kid and his pet dragon, like Lunar did. You know, and your 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 girl, your your female friend since childhood, <laughs> and the big burly friend from hanging your hometown who's cursed, and uh, <laughs> a couple of little knickknacks, typical tropes. But mm. otherwise, the soundtrack will get you through. Give oh, it a shot. It's if got you me. Got, a it got me already. This is so good. So I, we shouldn't use up most of our air time talking about uh, low ranked role playing games. No, so but we you should... know what? It's it's this is tough because all of these songs are fantastic. So let's stay on this prog prog rocky type sound. But I'm going back again to uh, we're going this time we're going to the Genesis or the Sega Mega Drive. This is a game called Soldis, Soldis with a D. Um, I think it's like a side scrolling type type situation here. But this is called A Mouthy's Moon Mission Six for the Sega Mega Drive.
You're listening to Mission 6, A Mouthy's Moon, from the game Soldies, again by Motoai Sakuraba. This was in 1992 for the Sega Mega Drive. This, oh, there's a whole arc to this song. There's like, you think it's going one direction, and then it just builds and builds and builds. It's, it's man, it's got, it's got so much to it. I'm just genuinely impressed whenever somebody really kicks butt with the Genesis sound card or sound equipment yeah, because, quite frankly, there's a lot of Genesis music that I like, but there's a ton that I didn't. Yeah, there's there's some there's a lot of Genesis music that you're like, really that? But then you like you listen to like a, like a, a soundtrack like Sonic Three or um, Rystar, and you're like, wait a minute, yeah. What you see what it's what it's capable of? Now this. Like Motoi Sakuraba, maybe like his programming, like maybe the sound isn't as rich as some other tracks, but man, his composition is on the money. Yeah, on I the money. This. It makes me wish, maybe it did get a US release and I just never, don't, never heard about it, but now I want to look into this game. Yeah, it's, I don't know anything about it, but yeah, this is my favorite part right here. Because you think it's looping, but it's, it's, it's like building right back up again. And then that, the, that cool, like, Genesis classic guitar sound like meow, 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 kind of mimic like it repeats that and it just comes back over to the loop again it's just just pumping this is a pumping sound pumping track I could drive to this yeah this is like driving music like yeah. but like I don't know like the kind of like music that you're driving somewhere but it's dangerous oh yeah not, <laughs> not necessarily the woods are on fire but uh no 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 yeah but if you stop at the wrong traffic light you might get asked to borrow a dollar like maybe um you're, you're like you're driving to work and you're a little late. Yeah, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you that. That's far more dangerous than getting asked to borrow a dollar for gays. Or, um, or, or how about this? Like you're on the, you're on the, you're on the highway, right? And there's a cop behind you, but you, you and you don't know if he caught you speeding. No, that's this isn't dangerous enough. <laughs> this not, isn't dangerous. That's enough. not dangerous enough. Not dangerous oh, enough. Oh, the song's not dangerous enough. No, yeah, the song isn't. It's just, for a cop chasing me, it's gotta be really pumping. All right, we're talking, we're talking ordinary amnesia type music going on. All right, well, why don't you why don't you pull up your post-it pad? What do you have? Do you have Do you have a dangerous track? For I us? got nothing for cops pulling <laughs> me over on this thing right All now, right. unfortunately, sure. folks. Okay, uh, but I do still have some awesome tracks to select from. Um, I'm actually going to scale it down a bit, completely right. unlike the usual stuff I do. Yeah, really. But I decided to go a little different with this particular mm-hmm. game, one where I could have easily chosen the entire OST and been content. <laughs> Um, Star Ocean 2. Um, the track is called Pyroxene, and it is quite possibly, this is, well, I'll get into that stuff later, but for now, Pyroxene from Star Ocean 2. To rhythm and pixels jamming out to the awesome track known by Pyrozine, composed hmm. by the man Motoi Sakuraba. Motoi Sakuraba. Sakuraba. Oh, I, 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 I. That's probably probably <laughs> correct. I don't know. 
It's from the game Star Ocean 2. It was released on the PlayStation 1. If I'm not mistaken, summer of... I want to say summer of 99. Yep, 99. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of all over the place here. So, 95, 93, and now into 99. This was the first time I knew of the exact composer I was listening to. It was from this game, which I liked so much that this and Valkyrie Profile... And E's, of mm. course, were the first three OSTs I ever purchased from a game soundtrack yeah. providing bootleg company. <laughs> because at the time, I didn't even know they were bootlegs. Hey, but they were. This, awesome. is the, this is the no judgment podcast. I wasn't even intending to, of course. <laughs> but, I, but all I knew was they were soundtracks. They were being sold by a guy. I wanted them. So right. I paid money for was them. Was this at an uh, anime convention? Exactly. In my very first anime convention oh. at that. You um, might have been there at the same time. It was... Oh, oh 1999? Oh. Yeah, this was... You probably weren't at this one. No, that this was. This was Virginia Beach. Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking Otakon 99 was my uh, my first one. And I, yeah, I DJed 99 2000. And that's so long ago. Because <laughs> this was back... I wasn't even living up here. This was back when I was living down south. But, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. But like, yeah, I mean, like, Dreamer, I yeah. love this game to death. You get... You choose, uh, I mean, Star Ocean itself has like a weird premise where they always give you this cool sci-fi space exploration yeah. plot, but then they dump you on a podunk planet <laughs> and you use swords and sticks like every other RPG. But yeah, I always like that. But no, uh, but, but just real quick, like why did you pick this track? Because this is, no offense or anything, but it's different from what you would normally choose. I, oh, I it, trust yeah. me, it was because there were three other tracks I almost picked it's, first just out I, of my usual I, circumstance. I really like it. I mean, it's, it's very deep sounding. I just, I don't know, like I had, basically what it boils down to is I had a number of tracks on here that do fit my usual MO, and I figured, <clears throat> rather than go with the obvious tracks I would have picked, like Rescue Operation or Discord, I went with this one, because, you know, I wanted I wanted a different atmosphere, and to kind of show, like you mentioned earlier, a different, the full range of what this guy can do yeah, okay. when he's given, you know, access to it, because most of his stuff is the synth or prog rock. Yeah, this actually fits in really well with that, that Tales of Fantasia track at the top of the show that's very atmospheric. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a... This is a very peaceful track. Like, I don't want to say... It's not 100% peaceful. Like, there's definitely a little bit of foreboding in there. It's yeah. like you're like in a cave or sorts. Yeah, it sounds... In fact, this is played in... A, this is definitely played, played in two ruined levels, so... It sounds like kind of underground type stuff. So you said it's in a ruins kind of level? Yeah, one of them I know is called Hoffman Ruins, but I can't for the life of me remember what the other stage was called. But, um... Yeah, it just... It was an awesome game, and... It introduced some really weird components that RPGs hadn't done. I'd played prior, had not had access to. Like you could get jobs that let you specialize in different skills. And I'm not talking the rancher or the warrior or the knight. I mean, the you could thief. be a writer. You could oh. be a you could be a counterfeiter. What what would being a writer in this game do for your character, though? You could write different books, and when you write the books. They increase stats for your characters, or you can sell them for cash. <laughs> um, you can make counterfeit money to spend in stores <laughs> really? <laughs> and hopefully not get caught. If you did a good enough job on making the money, you get to spend fake money. Well, that's pretty um, cool. You could be a musician. Very different. Okay, neat. Like and a, you could like, actually like a, like a bard kind of thing. Like you could learn to play specific instruments. Oh, like you could like basically be good playing the flute or playing the cello, and your guy would play music with the instrument. And while that music is playing on the map, your mm-hmm. team would get buffs. Um, that's cool. You could be a cook and cook your team meals. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's, that's come back a few times in some other like recent games, right? Yeah, like I cooking. still feel like this one, though, went above and beyond what most of these other games, even future Star Ocean games, did. Like, it really... I have the strategy guide at home. I might just look it up when I get them to remember, but it had a lot of options for things you could do with creative jobs. It was, <laughs> abs- it was insane. So, like, wouldn't that be cool, right, if there was, like, a crossover, like cooking mama for the ds cooking ocean but like as you created you were creating the meals for like the characters of like an rpg party actually that's a cool idea right it's come close i mean we've already had like the one rpg where you ran an item shop oh right right i have heard of that yeah like you basically have to stock it with the right items for the right adventurers (laughs) and i like that that sounds really cool but no, 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 like awesome. you have to like you know like you'd have to do all like the chopping and like the, the sautéing. If you don't get it right, you lose a customer because they die. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was fighting the great demon overlord, and he got a stomachache. He'll get stronger. He'll he'll get stronger. He'll just he just gets that experience points. No, no one has the Pepto Bismol spell in this game. <laughs> kind of screwed. All right. So um, 
move on to our next track here. Um, I'm going back to the Genesis. I loved all this guy's stuff on the Genesis. Um, and don't get me wrong, the, the Super Nintendo stuff is good. We might come back to that later on. And I have a ton of music. I have like, I, I picked out like 20, at least 20 tracks for this episode. Almost all of them classic. But this is from the game El Viento for the Sega Mega Drive. And this is Stage 7, High Sky. El Viento. Bienvenido. back to rhythm and pixels this is stage seven high sky that's h-i-g-h like sky high this is high sky and once i heard this part of the song i'm like oh this is going in the episode this is amazing and then there's this there's this chord progression at the very very end of it that's just really really cool huh this This part right here it's like so 70s we were talking about it here where it, the track just sounds like it takes place in some sort of i mean i, I feel like i've played this game before i just need to go back and get nostalgic i played on second channel but we were talking and it's, we were agreed that it kind of sounds more like a police chase sort of track that gets played where like guys getting away is like not if i can help it strap in it's go time and yeah. you hit the gas and the siren blares yeah, this song is this song is Dies the woman with the baby <laughs> the woman with the baby oh yeah you know because there's always a lady with a stroller in the middle of the street door to cop oh, chase yeah, they gotta yeah, dodge yeah. it car might go on two wheels <laughs> you know gotta go all in like <laughs> these stories are like pop up in your head with the music because like who knows what's going on in this game and you're like no 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 this is go time music. It's definitely go time. I don't care music. what you're doing. This is go time. <laughs> you gotta dodge that baby. Oh, there's that part again. Oh, this is the best part of the track by far. So cool. So yeah, like like his other um his other track from uh um what's it called? Soldies. It's got like all these extra arcs to it. In this part right here with the um with the chords, and then the chords are kind of responded to again from a different instrument right here which i i love this instrument that kind of like cool like keyboard like guitar <laughs> it gives you i think i also like the fact that the way it shifts around on this too it's like it gives you something to look forward to as you're playing the stage like that part's coming up again real soon oh yeah yeah it really, real really, soon really pumps you up uh, i'm not a fan of I, I i like how it loops at the end it's got kind of a bridge up to the loop it's a little it's a little jarring i don't think it works super super well maybe maybe my player isn't isn't doing it quite right but man Either that or it might just be something like while you're playing the track proper, like not track track, I mean like when you're playing the game proper, it probably just kind of goes by as you're just, you know, whacking up bad guys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it could be an easier miss. Also, we got to cut the man some slack. He's working with the Jenny. Probably the one. Okay, I love the Genesis sound probably more than the Super Nintendo sound. I can't hate that because, I mean, like I said, I don't, what I said earlier, don't, misconstructed me that I hate the Genesis sound. It's just that it's hard. No, so I think I, it's harder I, I, to make sound that. good. So yeah. if a guy throws down a good Genesis track, he really threw you down. You know what? I'm going to say this. I don't think it's hard to make it sound good. I think it's just too easy to make it sound bad. 
right. That's an interesting way to spin it. <laughs> like, yeah, I wrote a quick melody. I'm going to use just two channels and just play it. But man, clearly this guy, at the right, he had his team. And they, they, the sounds, the sounds are just awesome. Like the bass, you know. And also, this, that little clappy sound. Yeah. It, it's in a lot of his music. Um, Ernest Evans, Arcus Odyssey. Um, all of his games for the um, the, the Sega Mega Drive, it's got that it's got that sound to it, and um, I'm into it. It's just rhythmically, it's just well, I'm getting down. Gets, so. It gets me go time. It gets it gives me a little bit of go time. I want to run right now. Yeah, you're getting some go time. Oh yeah, I'm probably exercising right now. If I had one of those little bike pedal things under the desk, I'd be burning some calories this t- in this chair. Yeah, and you know, you know we got a good track link out for now, getting moving. Man, this is good. <laughs> well, I hope I hope we've given our listeners some go time. Well, I, I mean, if they're still listening, I hope we've given them plenty of go time. <laughs> Otherwise, what are they doing? Yeah, if you're still listening, I hope you're exercising. This is some <laughs> exercise music. Yeah, actually, it's got kind of like an aerobics kind of thing going. going I can on. see think? Sally Struthers getting down to this. Yeah, Struthers. Sally <laughs> Struthers. That's right. You got a problem with Sally? No, she no, can still no, do it. No. All right, just making sure. No judgment podcast. Sally can still throw down. Oh. Yeah, this is Sally's Struthers Viento. <laughs> Viento. Oh, I'm so dated yeah, before, myself. Before this gets worse, uh, our last track, our, our last uh, classic video game track. All right. I am going to go with one that I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier while talking about Star Ocean. But um, this is another overall favorite of mine. Not available on PSN, much to the chagrin of a number of people I know. Valkyrie Profile, that's the game. Mm. Illusion of the Brainstem, that's the jam. All right. And prepare yourselves for an audibly good time. Welcome back to this jam-tastic episode of Rhythm and Pixels. You are listening to an illusion of the brainstem. This is this is a jam. Oh, it's a fantastic jam. Oh, man. You want to talk about a game that has had me chasing a high that I can't quite hit since the day that game itself came out? You're listening to it right now. Wow. Valkyrie Profile came out also, I believe, in 99, possibly 98. Uh, um, 99. Uh, so, yeah, also 99. 99, yeah, yeah. So, like, this game comes out. It was by, I don't remember. I, I want to say Enix, but I'm... I think you're right, but I don't have that information in front of me. I'm going to go with the <laughs> hip there. It came. It was released by Enix, um, and it was the stuff of legends, I tell you. It had a fantastic soundtrack. It had a cool Norse god premise. Um, it 
the gun, both the combat and the land traversal were completely unlike anything that had ever come out before. And neither have yet to really been, at least the battling one, has yet to be truly replicated. Mm. Though there was a recent Kickstarter game that was intending to capitalize on this exact premise. So it's kind of similar to the premise to, yeah, to it, kind of give players like, you know, like you, like, oh, I liked how this game played. I want to play it again. Kind of exactly. Thing. It was the guys who did Skullgirls. They released, oh, it was called like Infamous yeah. or Indomitable. I can't remember the exact name. I know anymore. Skullgirls, but that's because I know fighting games. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's, that's a good fighter, too. Um, but like this, I mean, this game and the soundtrack, every single dungeon, every single mm. person you met. They all came with their own tragic story well, because you're controlling dead people. This is a good pick because it's kind of a mixture of, like right here, it's got that kind of cool like proggy, like sound that you know he's super like known for. But it's also got all that atmosphere and all that like adventure of all of his RPG tracks. It's like the perfect like blend of the two. Oh yeah, and this track, it was it, it definitely felt like adventure, and the stage you did it that they played on was also kind of adventurous, at least for me. It was a dungeon called the Cave of Facus. Um, I, I couldn't remember the name. I had to look it up. I'm not going Facus or feces? N- neither, you gross man. <laughs> Facus! Facus! Just gotta make the poop joke. Just uh, saying. Rhythm and Pixels. We do down, we get down dirty. Rhythm and Pixels. We're not above that. No, we are not. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's a cave where it starts out where like you can actually see the sun shining into the cave. And as you walk in, it gets a bit darker. And you the next screen, it's just like you're in a normal cave. But there's like water everywhere. And there's like freaking jelly monsters and <laughs> aqua jerks um I like the aqua jerks this is a great great stage and also another aspect of this game like aside from certain levels many of the dungeons really did just feel like you were adventuring because they were just places that had monsters that needed to be taken out and as you know the no basically the recruiting valkyrie Lenneth, you weren't around collecting Ein Harriar to go and cleanse these locations and then train them up to send them to Valhalla to kick other gods slash demon butt. And it was it's a gem. It's such an interesting, gem. like interesting, different kind of like story. Like it's just so unique. I'm t- yeah, I'm but, telling you, it has yet to be touched. There's a reason why this game sells for gangbusters online right now. Mm. Even I'm sure it came back out as like one of those like greatest hits things. No, right? no, really. The closest it's ever gotten to a re-release was on the PSP, and I think 2007 maybe it was called Valkyrie Profile Lenith, and it was released to, you know, precede the eventual sequel, which was Valkyrie Profile Two: Silmarian. Yeah, yeah, I had a um, I had a, a backup track picked out from Lenith before I decided to do, um, all classic tracks. Huh. I'm glad I was able to slip in there and toss down some Valkyrie profile love. After after the show, I'll play it for you, and you can tell me if it's from this similar, if it's actually from the same game or not, because it sounded really cool. Okay, I'm all for that. Like, but you need to. I mean, this is one of those games where it's like I can't even recommend it only because it's so hard to freaking find the thing. <laughs> but it's just it's such a good game. It's one of the all time best, hands down. Absolutely. And you know who wrote those lovely tunes yeah you know that you're in for it like you're in for like you're in for it for some go times <laughs> <laughs> you're in for a lovely day yeah, i can't get over that oh man this is this is great so um i'm really excited for our bonus track so how about i turn this music down way down all the way down and um that's time for the bonus round bonus round this is the part of the show where we pick um, remixes and covers within today's theme. And today's theme is the composer, Motuai Sakuraba. And I chose a, um, a cover from the artist, which we both know and love, SSH. Um, and this is his cover from Tales of Fantasia, Fighting of the Spirit.
Yes. That was Fighting of the Spirit by SSH from the game Tales of Fantasia. Um, yeah, wow. I <laughs> just... His fingers are like, you know, on fire at that point, you know, <laughs> on the frets. I want to say I hope that no one listening has heard, just heard SSH for the very first time today. But if that happens to be the case, just tell Rob. Rob just says you're welcome. Yeah, Because no. uh, he just introduced you to a world of awesome. I, yeah, I, I, I hope that this, this podcast can introduce more people to, to more music out there. And, you know, it's introduced me to more music, stuff that I wouldn't normally uh, be listening for or listening to. So... Um, SSH, not generally in my style, but man, that guy can rock. And, and of course, like the, this video game music. So it's got that kind of video game sound to it. It's adventurous and it's got a lot of theme to it. And that's super cool. Super cool music. Yeah. I honestly can't recall ever coming across a track of his that I disliked. Even if he's covering a track that I generally don't like, Mm -hmm. he makes it awesome. He does make it awesome. Like even the keyboard sellers are just really cool. Yes, they are. And apparently, as Rob was telling me earlier, they he he's a huge fan of the game in the groove. You yes. probably heard him mention that during the show in previous episodes. Yeah, the last rhythm game episode. Uh, I talked about ITG a lot. The um, the kind of open sourced DDR kind of game, for lack of a better term of it. Yeah, and a lot of this guy's music has it's been pushed into that, ported into that game because he can just write steps for every one of those notes and it's just super fast super hard yeah this song he told me is in that game yes and i just picture people getting put on crutches from trying <laughs> to do it it sounds very painful it's it's a challenge and that's that's why i like games i like i like challenges i like challenges in games mm, it's a good thing to like about games i wish more people did because that's where i'm at i come from the, i come for the push not necessarily brutal but i like to feel like i pulled something off when i accomplished something in a game mm. and for Rob, this is the thing where leaps and bounds, he just broke me on this real easy. I couldn't touch him. <laughs> and when it's hard, I just I just get motivated to, to do more of it. I get I just get more motivated when things are, are hard. Pernal, what's your next song? Well, I did not go with a cover. Why? Because it's Motoy Sakuraba, man. I can't pass up an opportunity to share another one of yeah. his tracks. That just yeah, isn't going to happen. So this is a, an arrangement that he, like, like a separate, like a new, newer arrangement that he did? No, this is just one of his tunes. Oh, it's just oh, just more 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 music, more sweetness. Cool, what you got? Um, and this track in particular for me is it means a lot to me because it's from a game that I was obsessed with playing while I was recovering from surgery a few years ago, um, and this track was the standout track from said game. That game is Tales of Graces F. I think it's pronounced like French or whatever, like whatever mm-hmm. the it's like a musical term. I'm not familiar, and the track is called. What was born inside the room, or what was born inside that door, actually. Inside that door. Mm Mm-hmm.
back to the show. <laughs> jamming out to Motoy Sock Robert Toons. Back to the show. We hope you enjoyed it because we had fun putting it on. <laughs> um, yes, that was What Was Born Inside That Door by Motoy Sakuraba from the game Tales of Grace's F for mm. the PlayStation 2. And I adore this song. It, it definitely got me, it made me wake right the heck up when I got to this dungeon at 3 in the morning while holding the side <laughs> of my stomach. Um, yeah. Totally worth it. And. Also, as far as I'm concerned, it had probably the best combat system in a Tales game mm. because it did away with TP. Um, yes, right. No toilet paper required in this game, <laughs> folks. Um, like, you know, like I said before, I'm not above that joke. <laughs> I, had to, I had to follow up. No, no, no. I, I, the TP was in the, um, the Tales of Vesperia that I played for the 360. Yes, right. Because right. um, this is the only one that did. Because TP in the Tales series is pretty much magic and is the magic meter. Right. And due to the frequency of how you use specials, you kind of have to spam the living daylights out of the recovery items as you play through the game. Whereas this game, they got wise and said, why are we making people deal with that when we should just make them use chains instead? So it became a chain comboing system where you built up chains, you built up power by doing chains of weaker attacks until eventually you get to the stronger attacks by, you know, basically working with all the moves you already had at your disposal. So combat became that much more frantic mm. frenetic I like and that. Yeah. fun um, I adored the game it had a childhood arc it had an adulthood arc and while not every huh. character was exactly enjoyable or endearing the characters that were cool were cool enough to carry yeah. things forward and the combat and the music and the scenarios and the fact that you go to a humanoid research facility which is where this track plays when you're okay. fighting clones of robo people it does have kind of like that like kind of like uh, technology kind of sound to it oh yeah this is all about that i mean it takes place there's like the most technologically advanced place you've been in the game by the time you get here and everyone's like holy crap what are all these tubes <laughs> and your friend turns out she was made in one of these labs and it was awesome uh and this track is what greeted you as you saw what lied behind the door well there's this sounds like there's a lot behind the door oh there's, there's a lot there's a lot sweeping through this track like there's um like along with like those kind of like techie type sounds like there's the that really cool violin sound and it's just really 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 cool so did you when you were laid up for a while like did, did you finish this game all the way through again that i did <laughs> i actually finished it one morning at about 6 30 a.m wow. i stayed up all night to get to the bottom of the dungeon there's an epilogue and that i did not finish because oh. holy cow there's so much grinding involved there well your personal epilogue is that you're recovered you're with us I did recover. I even got an angry note on my car for not moving it often <laughs> enough while I was laid up in bed. So, but I did recover, and we're jamming out of some good tunes, you know. And, and your car wasn't towed. That's correct. It was not towed. I lost my gallbladder during the surge, but let me tell you, I'm still eating all the spiciest food I can get my hands on. I ain't stopped me yet. <sighs> yeah, we have words about that. Anyway, <laughs> for uh, for more information on artists' folk, uh, artists' that we've um, had on the bonus round part of our show and just more information on Motoaki. Oh, <laughs> a new way to say it. Incorrectly. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking of Motoaki Takanoichi uh-huh. because I was looking at other tracks of his. But no, um, Motoi Sakuraba. For more information on Motoi Sakuraba, consult your local library and then go to rhythmandpixels.com for more video game music. I could dig it. All right. Especially that library card part. Yeah, the library card part. It's cute. Books are books are learning, children. <laughs> books are good for learnings. Thank you for joining us today on episode 3-4, our focus on Motoi Sakuraba. It was a stellar episode. <laughs> you were watching me. I was, I was watching. I was going to say the wrong name. I was I was 
so close to saying the wrong name again. I was, I was waiting for it. I was like, he, 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 he can do it. He doesn't have to do it. But what if he does? I got to be there for it. Be but, thankful that the listeners, the listeners at home, be thankful. Or, or in your car, wherever. Be, be thankful that I'm using editing software to, to cut out <laughs> all that garbage. <laughs> I'm leaving this in because I have standards. <laughs> Certain standards. <laughs> he wants you to know that things were said, but he doesn't want you to hear that they were said. So, Pernell, great topic again. I really, really like listening to all the tracks I picked out for today, and and I like listening to them tonight. Thank you very much. And likewise, I always enjoy discussing, you know, who are to me the greats of video game composership. There are so many out there, but it's for all the music I listen to, it definitely has to be something if I remember the actual person's name who wrote <laughs> it. Um, yeah, and or you just keep saying the wrong name like I do. Oh, yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I have my fair shake of that, too. But, like, yeah, I love Motoi Sakuraba. I love everything he does. And I would love for him to come to, I don't know, PAX or MAGFest someday because that's a signature that I would shoot to grab. Oh, that would be really cool. That would be really, really cool. Now, he uh, some, some information that I looked up, he does, um, I'm not sure if he still performs, but he has performed kind of like uh, prog rock versions of his um, you know, soundtracks and other video game soundtracks. He's performed on the road with uh, on 2011. I think that was the last time I saw it. So you never know. He might still might still have some concerts out here yeah. or somewhere. You know, maybe not in the states. Fingers crossed. Bring your butt to the states, Sakuraba. <laughs> the world needs you now more than ever. So we're um, we're thinking our next episode, three five, number twenty five. That's another nice sounding milestone. Will um, there be cake? You know what? You keep asking for cake. And um, actually, I did have cake today. But not on the episode. Not on the episode. <laughs> but I did have cake. <laughs> it's, uh, it's horrible. Hey, Pranala, I had cake today, but I ate it. He ate, he ate it all uh, of it. I feel good about that. I'm so distraught. So 3-5 is coming up. We're going to do indie games. So indie titles, past and present. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, though. These, this day and age, it feels like there's more indie than non-indie, but... <laughs> Hey, it's still part of the fun because just because there's a ton out there doesn't mean they're all getting yeah. talked about. I think it's just great. There's more people getting involved in game development and um, people with all sorts of creative skills, programming, art, and music all getting together, making their own games without the backing, maybe the financial backing of these huge studio houses. And I think that I am a huge, huge supporter of all of that. You, you know, just, just finished one. Get out there, learn things on your own, and just make stuff. Just make stuff. Make a thing. Who cares what it is? Who cares? Just make a thing. You'll feel you feel good about it. I made this bomb here. I hope I hope you like it. <laughs> Love it. It's a cake, isn't it? It is a cake. <laughs> How'd cake. you know? Here's my bouffon souffle. Secret ingredient will kill you. Nah. <laughs> We're playing too many RPGs. A little. So just yeah. So with any luck, we'll have our um, our guest from the past, Matt on the next episode. Matt Boyd Slim. He's a good dude, and he knows his jams. He knows his jams. He's really excited about um, doing indie games, too. So if we can get him on, he's going to be on. All three of us, the uh, the Triforce. I'm the Triforce of weirdness. I don't know. <laughs> I think we all, we're all going to bring something to the table, and I'm looking forward to that. And then um, you might have some special news coming up, uh, more appearances from Rhythm and Pixels coming to your town. Maybe. Or, you know, maybe. Or just... Just download more episodes. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to your local gas station because we're, we're driving somewhere and we're passing through. They might have a road trip coming up. That'd be kind of fun, right? That'd be nifty. We'll just be listening to video game music the whole way. Jam on it. Jam on it. All right. Let's wrap this up. Um, if you want to contact us, um, send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And uh, if, if you uh, want to get more information about the show, about the artists, and uh, full track listing, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. And if um, if you like what you're hearing on your uh, on your podcast, you know, listening player, um, hit the subscribe button. If you're on iTunes, please give us a rating, give us a comment. We'd love to, we'd love to see that stuff. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, good or bad, well, I want to hear it all. I love doing this, and I want to make sure that uh, you know we're doing good for you. And hey, if you've got any favorite Motoi Sakuraba tracks that you didn't hear on the show that you want to share with us. Let us know. I'd love to hear more from them from others. And, of course, any topics that might come to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, on our Facebook page, on um, slash, Facebook slash uh, Rhythm and Pixels, check, check that out. You know, if you have some, uh, some of your favorite tunes or if you have some of your favorite memories from these games, let us know about it. You know, we'll, we'll read them on the show. 
Actually, I do like that idea. We can read memories. Yeah, and then we oh, and then if we we can put the memories back to back and vote for our favorite one. I'm in. Right, and then the loser <laughs> deleted, gone. No, 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 <laughs> no. We don't discourage that kind of behavior. No, no, no. of course not. Share your jams. Share your share your memories. <laughs> we we want to hear everything, all the good hits. Alright, I think we're running over. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Brunel. <laughs> this is this is a Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Thank you for listening. I have nothing except for <laughs> keep on rocking to the Sakuraba world because it's just listen keep listening to good music. I got something. Uh oh. Go time. Go time! <laughs> it's never a bad time for go time. <laughs>